being heard on WHUPLP, Hillsboro. Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. Fasten your I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs, and we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. This week on Being Reasonable, we will speak with Flo, Fran, and Georgia, all of whom express very different manners and intensities of their beliefs. Hi, Flo. Nice to meet you. (laughs) On this show, we aim to examine the manner we use to form our beliefs, more so than the individual beliefs themselves. So let's put our heads together. Okay. Do you happen to have a strong belief you wish to discuss? I do go to church. I was was raised Catholic. I'm from France, and that is the main religion in France. Mm-hmm. So most people are Catholic um, by default. Mm-hmm. My parents didn't go to church. I did um, for a short period of time. Do you have a strong belief in God? Yes, okay. I do believe. I, I do believe in one God. Um, something that is more powerful than myself something that is beyond comprehension um a lot of and that is because through my life i had some amazing experiences that could not be explained um with science and i that doesn't mean that it would not be <laughs> explained later on by science but um, some moments that were very strong and helped me stay alive. Do you feel like you have a personal relationship with this? It is just a, a force, mm-hmm. uh, something uh, that is extremely powerful. So I don't really see a vision of, you know, I don't see a man um with a beard, necessarily, when I talk about a god. Um, but there's one thing that I could share with you. It might appear very strange, but my mom believes that there is a connection still with her grandmother, even after her death. Do you, do you believe that? Or? I do believe that. Okay. I do believe that she is looking after, you know, us. So you believe, uh, in addition to uh, a God, and uh, I get the sense that it's a sort of a personal God in the sense that you do have a relationship with with uh, this God, but it's less personal than other people may may ha- have a relationship with God. 
And you have a belief that um, people can survive death in relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I, uh, I, and it's just through my mom's experience. Mm -hmm. um, to recap, it seems like that you have a, a strong belief in God and a strong belief in that uh, people's relationships can survive death to some degree. And, uh, and you have these beliefs mostly from personal experience. I'm not sure what words That's in your right. mouth. That's right. You have personal experience and also relying on the personal experience of your mom. It is uh, truly through, you know, you know, personal experiences and also through my mom's experiences. That's right. On, on a scale from one to seven, how confident are you that your belief is true? I am. I am not confident. I. Um, I would say. Uh, maybe five. Um, like again, I'm. I'm very. I'm a skeptic as well. Mm -hmm. And I. You know, I want to be. There's something in me that wants to believe. Right. That there's something bigger than myself. Now. I don't think I need that to be who I am mm -hmm. and be the person I have become because I believe in doing the right thing in life, no matter what. Um, but I will say sometimes when I have fear, and maybe, you know, anxiety attack when I'm, you know, worried, especially when my kids are not back home and it's late at night. I think of my great-grandmother and somehow it's soothing to know or believe that she is here for us and everything will be fine. So your belief in is five out of seven, so more strong in the belief than not in the belief. That's right. And the way the belief works in your life um, is that during times where you are uncertain or concerned about how things are going to turn out, this belief is comforting to you. Exactly. And it, and it plays in, into your life that way. On a scale of one to seven, how important is it to you believing in things that are true? It is very important to me. Uh, I leave... Um, would we say that it was a, what, can we say it was a five or a seven? seven. Okay, so a seven. So seven. five out of seven that your belief is true and seven out of seven that you, that things, you want to believe in true things. Do you believe, relying on the personal experiences of others, do you believe that that is a reliable way for someone to know uh, that a belief is true? For example, if I, let's say, well, let's say you're sitting next to Brenda, we're just making up a name. And Brenda says that she um, believes she believes in um, voodoo. <laughs> and, and I'm just making something up. And, 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 just, and she has voodoo dolls and she feels comfortable when she's holding on to voodoo dolls and mm -hmm. that things are going to turn out okay. Mm -hmm. And the reason why she believes in that is because she grew up in Louisiana Mm -hmm. And her parents believed in it and her, their parents believed in that. Do you think that that is a reliable way for her, Brenda, 
to, to come about that belief? Well, it's to me, a belief is personal. So if she believes that uh, voodoo uh, is true, then it is not my role to tell her it's n untrue. Um, to me, a belief is purely personal. I understand. So I just want to, I'm a little confused about something. Okay. Um, so you say that belief is, is personal. And then we say that it's, in, that we want to believe in true things. And, and belief presumably is getting to something that's true. So if someone has two different beliefs, beliefs does that mean they have uh, two different truths? Okay, so maybe I was not clear. I believe in truth, but to me, um, to me, my own belief is not based necessarily on truth. I think the fact that we don't know, we don't know, it's somehow reassuring. It might be confusing what I say, but if someone proves to me that there's, n there's n no truth to it, there's no religion is basically was, um, well, that there's no God, and somebody yeah, can prove that to me, I don't think I will be completely devastated. But... Uh, I will not, maybe there will be a void somehow because I won't uh, feel um, reassured when I have maybe some fear. But there's two different things. There's the truth in life. I don't like, I don't like when people lie. So maybe it's two different things for me. The truth and believing. But I guess, uh, help me out, I'm just trying to understand. So are you saying that it's, um, there's the truth, which is we're saying that kind of a reality that we can all agree upon. And then aside from that, we have our personal beliefs that may or may not- Be true. Be true. That's right. Uh, and those beliefs are based on if they're comforting or, or something like that. That's right. Well, there's, there's things that we can agree on that are true. Yes, For that's example, right. For um, example, there are dog biscuits in that jar right there. And we can, we can, we don't know how many there are in that jar, but we can count them and we could probably agree on what's true. That's right. Like it's either four or eight or however many there are in, uh, on, in there. But um, there, and then there's, you're talking about your the the belief of um, being able to survive relationships and death and that kind of thing, and I would imagine um, there's a truth to that. Like either either that's correct or not correct. I'm not saying the answer. I don't know, but there's but but there's probably a way we could find out. Well, I don't know if it's true or not. But the idea that it could be true mm -hmm. to me is sufficient. Okay, the idea in just in terms of belief now. So it's okay to believe in some things that are 
in your mind might not be true because they're serving a purpose and they're comforting and that kind that's, of thing. That's exactly right. I got gotcha, you. I exactly. Gotcha. Now, if someone proves to me right. that it's untrue, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to be devastated necessarily. I'm not. But, uh, but if it's not true, would you want to know that it's not true or was it? Something- yeah, of course. I am not against uh, knowledge. I mean, to me, knowledge uh, makes us uh, be better human beings. But that's why I say it's really personal because it's okay with me that I don't have, that it may not be true, but I won't be devastated if it is untrue and if someone can prove it to me. But I do believe in truth. Um, If there's five cookies in that jar, Mm -hmm. then there's five cookies in that jar and I will accept it as truth if it's what it is. If you did want to know whether it was true or not, do you think there'd be a way that someone could set up a test to like discover whether it's true? For example, um, let's say the next time you're worried about your kids and you didn't think about this relationship that you have with God and then the kids came home um, and they were okay, would that be evidence for you that this belief wasn't true or was that would that not matter? No, no, it doesn't matter to me. It's just a, a way for me to calm myself down. That's okay. it. That's it. So I, if my, my kids come home, no, I will not take this as, oh, it's true then. You know, that, or it's not true or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, not at all. That's, um, but it's just a way for myself. Then what would be a way that? No, there's no way. There's no way. No, 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 there's no way. It's just, uh, it really helps calm my nerves down uh, when I am anxious, um, especially, you know, um, about, the kids. Sure. You'd rather hold this belief, and that's more important to you than the belief being true. <sighs> well, well, well. It's just yes and no. If 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 someone can prove to me that there's no God, then I would rather know it. You know, I would rather, I would not be opposed to, um, I would say, opposed to that knowledge. I would rather be enlightened Mm -hmm. than believing in something that is not true. But as long as we can prove it, I'm satisfied with the the idea that it might be true. Mm. Because it does serve a purpose. And it serves a purpose of calming myself down. Now, um, I could use meditation <laughs> or, you know, um, uh, something else. But um, I don't know why I'm just clinging to that uh, possibility. Um, and I think it's just through and I, I, my, my, my mom's 
uh, through my mom. Right, and I, and I and I and I'm not, you know, um, and I, I I think I get it. I do. I, I see how it is a comforting thing in your life mm-hmm. that the belief works in your life in a positive way. It mm-hmm. Makes you it makes it easier to get through the the evening when you're looking at your watch and wondering where your kids are. Absolutely. And I see that positive. Is there, um, if someone asked you, is, is there any possibility of having a negative as well in the sense is, is there an, is there a possibility that believing in something that might not be true, could that work against you as well as work for you? It has been only positive to have that belief to me because uh, it really helps. Um, it calms me down. And so as such, I, um, I am uh, more in control of my feelings. And I think it's better, especially mm-hmm. for the people who are around me. So it has only been positive to me. Um, nothing negative whatsoever. It's not a belief that hurts people or belief that, um, you know, hurts the environment. It's just a belief that is totally personal that helps um, soothe me. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Now, at the very beginning of the talk, uh, at the very beginning of our conversation, I asked you on a scale from one to seven, how confident are you that this belief is true? And I'll ask you again, on a scale from one to seven, how confident are you in this belief is true? Are you, do you feel like you've, you're the same at five or moved up or lower? The same. The same. At the beginning, I asked you on a scale from one to seven, how important is it to you in believing in things that are true? Is it one or seven? Yeah, well, now that um, I believe in things that are true, but I think um, my my belief is a way, you know, is not part of the truth. You know, it is something that is not in my quest of truth. Okay. How do you feel like this talk went? I think it went well. It was uh, really pleasant. I wish we could have more conversations about, you know, about about subjects we never talk about. And this is a conversation we don't have. Absolutely. You are listening to Being Reasonable on WHUP. Fran and her lack of a religious belief will be coming up after this short break. I could be here alone rather be low with you when all else falls away will you be here will you stay everything floats away and when it's my time i'll float away Nothing owns me and you Everything floats away Everything floats away Everything floats away 
Hi, Fran. Nice to meet you. On this show, we aim to examine the manner we use to form our beliefs, more so than the individual beliefs themselves. Do you happen to have a strong belief you wish to discuss? I don't know if they're strong. Um, I have certain beliefs. The thing that strikes out the most to me is that I had snippets of things when I was young, and then as I get older, I hear other people or read and have gotten more sources that say to me, oh, that's what I thought. You mean other people thought that too? And that sort of confirmed more of my belief system wasn't so strange. Are you able to concisely say what your belief system is? I think it's more of what it isn't than what it is. Because I remember as a child when people would say things relative to God was watching you, things like that. It never made any sense to me. It seemed totally illogical 
and silly, and I never really believed it. I don't believe that um, I'm here for a purpose. I don't believe that there's some entity watching me and judging me. It came to me by negating other beliefs. On a scale, let's say from one to seven, how confident are you in your belief that your belief is true? That's a good question. Um, one to ten? One to seven. <laughs> one to seven. <laughs> I better get my temper straight. Came to me by negating other beliefs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense or not. I see where you're coming from. Um, on a scale, let's say from one to seven, how confident are you in your belief that your belief is true? That's a good question. Um, one to ten? One to seven. <laughs> one to seven. <laughs> I better get my temper straight. Have that, that there isn't a, a God. How do you know that this belief is true? I guess it's because of everything that I've learned that says that there is a God I can negate based on my awareness of science and logic. Okay. So based on what you based on what you know about science and logic, you've come to believe that there is no God. Correct. Is uh, a belief in science and logic, is that a reliable way to uh, have this belief? I think so. I think one and one is two. I think as much as you want, you cannot move a table across the room by praying that you want it to. Is there a way that somebody could show you that there was a God? Is there uh, any evidence that you would accept that there uh, that a God does, exi- does exist? Yes. If they would... Uh, let's see. If something exists, then I would have to um, see it, hear it, and I doubt that anybody could have that happen. So if you saw, if you saw this God, or if you, um, you know, if this God supposed said, if this friend, friend, if this God spoke to you, yes. then you would then believe it. Yeah, I, I could go for that. If someone was uh, sitting next to you and they wanted to have the belief that you have, that there is no God, um, how would you help them believing in, believe in that? The question is, I don't care if they believe in God. And so I can't even answer it. I see why people believe in God, and it's okay with me if the person next to me does believe in God. So, and I um, wouldn't waste my time on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound very nice, but that's 
Um, but if, some, but no if someone said that they want, they were interested in having uh, the belief system that you have, mm-hmm. but they're not sure how to get there, how, how would you help them believe in this? I'd want to know where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I would like to know why. I wouldn't go into why I would believe in God. I would actually say, why do you, and turn it around and, again, try and discuss each thing that they say. Now, some people say, you know, they just do. Well, how can you argue that? You can't argue they just do. And I don't see it as harmful that people believe in God. It's the kind of things that they do that don't reflect the way um, God is portrayed in terms of love. If someone uh, came to the conclusion, as you did, that there is likely not uh, some God, what would be a good argument for not believing as you do? What is a good argument for believing? For not believing what you believe. I can't think of a good argument. The only argument would be scientific proof, which would be um, talk to me, let me see God, let me hear God, let me touch. I mean, those kinds of um, things. If it was found out somehow that um, your belief, let's say God did speak to you or there's some, uh, uh, there was a, some big evidence that you came across that, uh, that you realized, hey, God, God does exist. Um, how would your life change, do you think? Well, <laughs> I'd have a lot of questions. I'd spend a lot of time... <laughs> I'm talking to this person or thing or whatever, and um, that's how it would change. The only thing that would change would be um, I'd have this great dialogue about um, how things have gone so far. Would you, um, do you think your life would change for the better or the worse or be the same? Neither. You'd live your life pretty much the same if you found out that uh, a God exists? Yeah, probably would. I don't think I have this personal feeling that we are who we are. And as much as we want to think things change a lot, um, they don't. We're pretty much, um, quote, destined to be um, a certain way. I've always said um, criticisms of the movies and books when people have a these wonderful epiphanies at a certain age, and suddenly they're different. Suddenly they become good, and um, I just don't go for that. If there was a choice that God did exist or God did not exist, what would what would be your preference the way you are living your life now? I don't think it would make any difference. It's interesting. I like the question. It's an interesting question. 
I just don't think it would make a difference. I really don't think my life is um, controlled any way, either way. Mm-hmm. It's a good question. I like that. You believe that a God does not exist, and um, I would say it would be a fair statement to make that uh, where we live, probably most people or a, or a um, majority of people do to some extent. Uh, what would a world look like where God does not exist? What, what would, a, and most people believe that, what would a world look like in that case to you? If people thought God did not exist. As you do, but right now I don't we think, live for I don't think, um, I don't think things would be that different. I think human nature takes over um, from the history of time. There's been quarrels, power, um, killing, wanting resources because you don't have them. All these things really have nothing to do whether people believe in God or do not believe in God. So I don't think the world would be any different. You believe that what people believe uh, doesn't have too much of an impact on their behavior? Yeah. And they may say it does, but I don't think it does. What, what, I think they would be the same. They, they would, people come up with God, and I understand totally why that would happen. Why? Oh, you're, uh, I'm not going to save a caveman. Somebody maybe a little bit more advanced. And there's thunder and there's lightning. And damn, you don't know where that came from. And, and what does this mean? What does that mean? And, and you know, that need to know, what is this? What is that? Why? And then somebody gives you an answer and says, there's a reason, there's a story, you don't die. I mean, all the things are perfectly set up for people to come up with a, a religion to answer questions that they cannot figure out because they don't know the science of the universe. And so they come up with an answer. If uh, that person said to you, well, yes, science can explain this or that, but there are areas where science uh, cannot explain or has not explained, what would be your response? No, of course not. I mean, I know that, and I think science knows that too. It's something that, you know, evolves. We don't know everything. And I don't think there's any scientist that would say we know everything. That's the, the beauty of it. We're always discovering something new. There's so much to know that we don't know about. There may be you know, eight senses, all kinds of things out there that we don't know. But um, are, you, are you saying that not not knowing, knowing is fine with not knowing is fine with me? I don't have to know. But I think you're also saying that not knowing is also not a reason to believe that there is a God. Not knowing. Say it again. I'm well, not clarify what you're saying. Not knowing something. 
uh, is not a reason to believe that something else exists. No. Has your belief that there is uh, not a God, is this belief um, ever gotten you in trouble with other people socially uh, when uh, you've expressed this belief and people have expressed an alternative belief? No, I don't. I have created a world where the people that I live with, work with, all um, most would respect what I believe and not judge me for it negatively. Um, They may have different views, but you know, how many of us really go through the day thinking, is there a God or isn't there a God? You get up and you got to go to work or you have to go to a class or you go grocery shopping. You know, you don't spend a lot of time, as they used to say, contemplating your navel. I think the average person, whatever that means, you know, doesn't reflect on these things. And so it's not like everyday conversation. Somebody would say, so, Fran, do you believe in God? You know, it just isn't something that comes up. And also, you know another person. You know that they're moral or not moral or they have a certain personality type. And I don't think anybody associates it with do they believe in God or not believe in God. In your mind, where do you think morality comes from? That's a good one, too. Um, It makes me think of um, Sesame Street. Bert and Ernie... One of the things they would talk about is how cooperating always made things go easier. More got done by cooperation. And I think that's a very basic kind of view that if you spend energy doing things instead productively and not fighting and killing each other, more things get done. The world goes on better. So I think there's somewhat of an innate evolutionary desire for things to get better and move on. And I think morality comes from that. Do you think you have a choice about what you believe? There's so many reasons why I choose what I'm choosing. One is my experience as a woman, experiences as a mother, experiences as a wife. Would um, I, if I had had different experiences, I might have chosen differently. So, I am a product of a lot of things. So I don't know if that means maybe there was never a choice. It was just it was there's inherently was going to be that way because all these things happened to me. 
Well, thank you, Fran. I really appreciate you speaking with me today. Um, at the beginning of our talk, on a scale from one to seven, I asked you how confident are you that your belief is true? Uh, what would you say that number is at the end of our talk? The same. Uh, 6.7. Mm -hmm. And on a scale from one to seven, how important is it to you believing in things that are true? The same. 6.7. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Fran. How do you feel that, uh, how do you think this talk went? Well, it, um, I liked it because it's not something that you would normally talk about. And I find it fascinating because I do think that if you talk to 30 people, you're going to get 30 different, totally different responses. And I find it very interesting. Thank you. You are listening to Being Reasonable on WHUP. Our final guest, Georgia, will be coming up after this short break. Walking you in dreams I'm reliving I search all over but I can't find your playthings You thought I was truly astounding But I'm just your average no good nothing On four legs more human than canine Things aren't the same without you around Veggie Salisbury steak and ground beef, which I think might be the same god thing. I'm not up to horsing around. I won't use that high voice. I now love like I'm gonna get hurt. The tennis ball for throwing is stuck in the dirt. I sled down hills without you trailing me I miss you, my friend You could not see or hear But we were near And you weren't alone You spoke more words than anyone I've known A dog's life is short And now you are gone I'm not up to horsing around I won't use that high voice I now love like I'm gonna get hurt The tennis ball for throwing is stuck in the dirt I sled down hills without you trailing me I miss you, Bella
Hi, Georgia. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you, Mark. On this show, we aim to examine the manner we use to form our beliefs more so than the individual beliefs themselves. We also aim our discussion to be respectful, collaborative, and non-judgmental. Uh, at the end of our chat, I'll check in with you about whether we accomplished that. Do you happen to have a strong belief you wish to discuss? Well, it was interesting when you first asked me to do this show about beliefs, um, I automatically thought of religion, and I automatically thought of God. And so I, um, that would be a, a strong belief that I have. I respect that there are many people who don't share my belief, uh, my family included. And, and so I tend to keep my religious beliefs private. Meaning, I guess, that I don't generally... Oh, you don't generally talk I about I don't it. talk about them. I mean, it, it, you know, I'm not going to go be with a group of friends and start talking about my beliefs in God. I'm, you know, that right. I, I consider these sort of private uh, conversations. Um, uh, you know, you're not called upon to articulate your beliefs, um, right. whether it's religious or other beliefs. Um, if you're not in the public arena, you don't have to articulate them. So... If we were to uh, discuss a belief you have, the belief is that there is a God, or you believe in a there God. Is a, there is a God. I believe there is a heaven, yes. Um, so do you an want— An afterlife, uh-huh. I guess it's just sort of inherent in my heart that I, I, I think uh, that, that my soul serves a greater purpose than just being on earth one time. I believe that I will— go on to an afterlife and um i'm hoping it's in heaven i'm i really hope i'm not reincarnated i really don't you know these people who believe they come back seven times until they get it right um i, I really hope that doesn't happen to me i, I hope that i've gotten it right this time around uh and that i will um go on to heaven or that my soul will be reunited uh in the afterlife uh with my loved ones so to narrow it down, mm -hmm. uh, so there is a God, yes, and uh, there is a manner that you survive your death, yes. and then there's a uh, an afterlife where there where your consciousness or your soul, I believe right. you mentioned, lives on. Yes, that is correct. Uh, on a scale from one to seven, uh, mm -hmm. how confident are you that that belief is true? Well, that's always the the tricky question because that is that's a matter a matter of faith. And um, I would say I'm six out of seven positive that it's true, but there is always doubt. So six out of seven that you're confident that uh, there is a God and, and, and then there is an afterlife. Um, and uh, I mean, even Mother Teresa had doubts. I, I think that is the, um, you know, the, the beauty of faith is that it isn't, you know, that there is always a, a little bit of doubt. Uh, also, on a scale of from one to seven, mm -hmm. how important is it to you to believe in things that are true? Oh, it's very important. Seven. So how do you know or how did you mm -hmm. come to believe what you believe? Oh, th okay. Yeah. Through my religious upbringing and also from, from just everyday life witnessing that, that I think we all have a higher purpose. We serve a higher purpose than just being here. So, from personal experience, that correct, you've, right. you've 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 uh, you've seen that. I I life. have absolutely seen the grace of God. Yes. If someone from a 
let's say, a, a different religion mm-hmm. than yours, mm-hmm. um, came to that conclusion as well, what would you say to that person? I would absolutely believe them. Absolutely. I mean, that I, I think, um, you know, God is universal and we may we may have different names for him and different stories about him. Um, but uh, no, I, I respect anybody's religion. Is there something that you can point to in your life that that this came up, that this came about, like an aha moment, or do you have like your best example of what, oh, how this? Uh, yes, I do, your, and, mm-hmm. and this will. Uh, this is a very sad story, and um, I have a dear friend who lives in Richmond, Virginia, who's um, in her sixties, I guess, and uh, her daughter got married and had two children. It's her only daughter. Um, and the her hus- the daughter's husband, the son-in-law, um, murdered her daughter, mm. murdered the two grandchildren, yes. hid the daughter's body, oh my gosh. Uh, you know, buried it in the woods. They didn't find the body for two years. And my friend went on to become a minister, has forgiven this man, um, and continues to lead a graceful life. And that is only through the power of God, I truly believe, because it's such an extraordinarily horrible story Mm -hmm. that she was able to find forgiveness in her heart for this man. Um, And and she went to court to, uh, you know, show that she was forgiving him because he was mentally ill and that she had forgiven him. She did not want him to go to prison. Wow. Let's just say that there's a person who believed there wasn't a God, mm-hmm. and and so they chose to forgive a right. person on their own. Right. I, I well, still think that's God at work. They may not believe that it's God at work. They may not they <clears throat> they may not believe that it's God who has helped them to forgive. I see. But I believe that God has helped them to do it. If. Uh, your friend mm-hmm. went through that terrible experience, and after that experience, let's just say, um, decided that sh- she didn't want to forgive him, which would uh-huh. be right. Which Understand- would, would, would be, be very completely understandable. understandable. Yeah, would that be evidence then that there wasn't a God? No, no. Mm-mm. So, so you're saying that you would believe. In a God, regardless of correct of that, okay. correct. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm back to my first question. Then, um, how do you believe? How do you come to believe what you believe? Um, you know, maybe it's just through life. Maybe it is. Um, you know, again, I, I was raised in the church, but a lot of people are raised in the church and leave the church. Um, and I, I, I don't go to church now, so I can't say that, you know, I'm uh, good that way. But, um, uh, you know, I've just witnessed uh, the birth of my um, first granddaughter. I've hmm. witnessed, you know, I've had children, and w- what strikes me whenever I see um, a, a birth is that it really, it's a miracle, and it's a gift from God. It is not something that my husband and I created or that my daughter and her husband created. It's just 
I mean, a baby came, and it's and I, I mean, I, I that sounds so silly, but it's true. I mean, babies are miracles. How important is this belief to you? In other words, what would be the stakes uh, for you if this belief? I'm just oh, saying, turn out oh, not to be true. Oh, the, the you know the belief sustains me. How so? Um, because when I have, you know, if there is tragedy in my family, if there is, um, you know, circumstances where I need to pray, um, uh, no, my belief absolutely sustains me, and I believe God hears me. So doesn't always answer the prayers the way I want them answered, but um, but no, I believe I, I'm heard. So, um, your the way the belief works in your life is that it provides you with with uh, comfort. Comfort. Um, yeah, it helps me to put one foot in front of the other during tough times. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that you know there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, it was interesting uh, because I was um, in an armed robbery once. Goodness. And um, the gentleman maybe get down on the floor and, you know, held a gun to my head. And I was lying on the floor. And all that went through my mind was the Lord's Prayer, you know, which is something that you learn as a child. And you, re- you still repeat every Sunday uh, when you go to an Episcopal church. And, you know, that brought me comfort, you know, at a time where I thought I was going to lose my life. Uh, is saying over and over, God will, God's will be done. And let God decide now what's going to happen. Um, does that, so does that experience of being, it's a terrible experience, and I couldn't imagine how much fear to be in at that point. I believe that God, there is a God in heaven that I will die and I will, my little soul is going to be reunited or my consciousness with with the people I love. Oh, you're saying that it's knowledge that you have. It is faith that I have. Faith that you have. Right. And so what do we mean by faith? Well, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Uh, it Just that faith, I guess, is believing in something even though you don't see it. I mean, it's believing in Santa Claus who is not real, but for children, you know, it is that belief that um, you have faith that this person is there because all of a sudden on a certain day of the year, there are gifts and all that. And so I I think that uh, God is like Santa Claus, except that I believe that he is real and that one day we will wake up, uh, you know, as we die and there will be the gift of heaven. So if you were, let's say there was a 12-year-old child in this room mm-hmm. who had faith, as you say, that mm-hmm. Santa Claus exists, and the child also has faith that uh, a certain God exists, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever God that mm-hmm. child was brought into, uh, whatever religion the child was mm-hmm. raised into or whatever sect, um, how could we explain to that kid that child, right? how one faith is correct and the other faith is not correct? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Um, I guess because we can prove that there is not a Santa Claus, we can prove that the parents are Santa. And so we can prove that his faith is 
it hasn't led him to the correct conclusion. That's this. So we can. So what you're saying is, if we can show the child, look, it, you're, and I hope no parents are listening now. I mean, no, no child is listening now. But we we can show the child that, look, you know, here are your parents. Here's a videotape of them coming down, putting presents <laughs> right. under the tree, right. giving you gifts. Um, and that's well, sort of, you know, but I think, uh, I mean, what's interesting is that as a a child and his belief in Santa Claus, we don't have to prove to them that Santa Claus doesn't exist. They mature and figure out that he doesn't exist, whether it's because they hear it on the playground from little Bobby who spills the beans. Mm -hmm. Um, But all of a sudden they wake up with the consciousness of, oh, it must be my parents. With God, I have never woken up from, you know, this belief and gone like, oh, yeah, he doesn't exist. So, but if, I guess, if a child is listening to a parent and the child says, you know, um, I don't think there's Santa Claus because of this and that. Right. And then the child then, and the next sentence says, well, I don't, I'm not seeing tangible evidence that a God exists. This is mm-hmm. you know, a child talking because mm-hmm. the child's talking right. about right. Santa Claus. Right. And so should, why should I believe in a, in a God because I'm, I haven't seen evidence. I'm not right. seeing evidence. Right, 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 right. Uh, well, I leave that up to the Sunday school teachers and to the priests and the ministers to explain that. I don't know. I've never had a child ask me, you know, why is there a God or, or, or anything like that? So I don't know how to answer that. I, well, mean, I don't well, know how, what I would tell a, a 12-year-old. You don't, well, how do we, how we would know? How do we know there's one? I guess I'm saying. Um, well, we. I mean, again, nobody knows whether there's a God. So we don't know. So we don't know, right. I mean, it, perhaps I would answer the child as like, you know, we don't know, but this is what I believe. Should we believe in things that we don't know? Um, I I don't know how to answer that question. Well, thank you, George. I do appreciate it. Well, my pleasure, Mark. Thank you. Now, at the beginning of the conversation, I did ask whether uh, you thought this, you know, and please be honest, I try to be respectful, collaborative, non-judgmental. Do you think we accomplished that? Yes, no, I do. Um, uh, the questions were harder than I thought they would be. They They made me think. These are conversations... That we don't have. That we have privately and we don't have with others. Right, right. From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon, and you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next week. Four point seven FM.